ones that didn't cancel their appointments. They're not worried about it at all. So, um, you know, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I think it's a difficult um, place to find yourself right now. Yeah, that's, this is interesting. Well, Hey, let's, uh, let's go ahead and roll the intro music and get started here. And then, uh, I think that kind of ties into, to exactly what we're going to be talking about tonight. So go for it. Here we go. Welcome to the Encounter Mercy podcast. This is a special live version on Facebook. Uh, It's actually our very first live episode. We've been planning on doing a live episode for a while now, and uh, we kind of got forced into it with this whole coronavirus thing going on. So um, I have with me Father Andy Boyd joining me from uh, his parents' house uh, on the other side of town. And uh, I guess you could say we are social distancing. Yeah, yeah, forcibly. One way of looking at it, you know, whether we want to or not, we are following through with the whole social distancing thing. Um, But it is a necessary evil at the moment. Unfortunately, it is. And uh, right before we started here, we were talking a little bit about it and how it affects your mother uh, working in the hospitals. Uh, So (laughs) that's, yeah, it's got to be extremely stressful for her. I can't even imagine. Um, just if it, I, I, I don't even know how to, I, I don't even know like where we're at here. It's just like, uh, this is so surreal yeah, yeah. and it just doesn't make any sense, but how does it affect you as a priest? Well, you know, right now I, I, I don't have any work, um, in the sense of like public ministry. I, I can't do any public ministry because, um, there is no public ministry to be had, you know, uh, uh we in the diocese of Erie, which is of course where we're based out of, and where I'm based out of as a priest, uh, our bishop, along with the bishops of Pennsylvania, and mostly the bishops all the way across the uh, United States, it seems, and other parts of the world like Rome, have suspended public mass to try to suspend public gatherings. You know, they uh, and rightfully so. We want to try, as the CDC and the government has been saying over and over again, we want to try to lower the curve and so try to prevent large gatherings coming together so we can have um, hopefully less people getting sick. So, you know, with that being said, what is most of my ministry? Well, it's it's the um, group meetings. It's the uh, daily masses. um you know, going to nursing homes and visiting people, uh, going to the hospital, visiting the sick, um, you know, and really any other sort of gathering has been canceled, whether small or large. The only thing that we still can do is Eucharistic adoration, which is important and is something that I hope that we'll do more of in the future. But um, the other one is confessions. Of course, we can still do confessions, but less and less people are wanting to get together or get, you know, to gather outside of their small group. Understandably so, everybody's worried. But as like I was saying before, with um, the whole insanity of this situation, there's there's two sides to this. You know, there's the people that are terrified that are the ones, you know, collecting all the toilet paper in the world and all the hand sanitizer possible. But then there's the other side where there's people who are 
not terrified and, and, and think this is blown out of proportion. And we got to be somewhere right in the middle. You know, we don't want this to become so out of hand that it kills the whole world. But in the same breath, we can't allow this to scare us so much that we can't function. Right. Because and we still have to function. We still have to live. And I think we're slowly starting to see us drift from one side where, you know, this isn't, this is being blown out of proportion to now it's the end of the world. And, uh, it, it's, I don't think it is, it's, it's not, but it's, no. um, it's the people that panic and people panic very easily. And that's when they go buy toilet paper, which I don't understand. I think it's just like, a. Uh, a hoarding mechanism. Like, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to hoard something. Uh, I think it's just what people do when they're, they're panicking. And, I, and it's, it's frustrating. And no one wants to even be around each other. People who just the day before were hugging and holding hands and shaking hands and uh, are now avoiding each other. And yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's definitely challenging, to, 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 to say the least. And you mentioned there, there are people in fear. There's a lot of people in fear. Uh, I'm slightly afraid. Uh, mainly, uh, I'm more afraid about the economy uh, and how this is all going to play out in the company that I work for. Uh, are we going continue to continue to get sales orders coming in? Are we going to be able to have the labor force to be able to get things out? Um, you know, what's going to happen? And, that, and that's kind of my concern right now. Uh, I'm not too concerned about catching the virus, but I'm also going to take precautions so that I don't get it myself or spread it to people who, um, uh, you know, like senior citizens and people who could be infected a lot. It could be a lot deadlier if they get it. So, um, yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm still going to work every day because we still have, uh, you know, manufacturing still something that needs to be done in order to support the economy. But, you know, we got to see, you know, how long we can hold out really, uh, until we're all sick. Yeah. I don't know if they're saying 50% of the population is going to get it, then, um, you know, flip of a coin, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I'm not sure it's, uh, and the news keeps changing. And I think that's what the scary part is, is that the news keeps changing on a minute by minute basis. Oh, you yeah. know, it's not, it's not something that we have any guaranteed knowledge of, so, you know, it's trying to it's trying to see where it's going to be in the next 24 hours. And even that is, you know, a gamble. It is. And so I, I kind of feel like we are uh, God's people in exile in the desert right now as we can't go yeah. to church. Um, we and it's very frustrating. It's something that uh, uh, it's, it's sad and it didn't really hit home until. Uh, I was watching a, um, I, I don't even know, it wasn't, a, a, it's a church that showed up on my newsfeed of, that was doing a uh, live stream mass and one morning and I'm sitting there watching it and just like, it hit me like, I'm not going to be able to go into a church and attend mass for who knows how long and I'm going to be stuck yeah. watching. I mean, I'm glad I get to participate in it and I'm so glad that we, we have the technology to be able to do that. But reality set in, I'm like, oh, wow. And yeah. the, the think people who don't have computers at home, don't have the ability to do that. Uh, they're missing out even more. And I feel like I'm missing out like crazy. Yeah. You'd, it, it's kind of surprising because there's a lot more people that have access to, um, uh, you know, cell phones and things like that. So there are people, many people have access to, if we do live streams on Facebook like this and, you know, there are some people joining us as we continue to chat, but, um, there's, 
more and more people are able to get a, uh, access to those kinds of things, you know, you have the opportunity for most people to be able to watch the mass on TV with EWTN. Um, you know, and then there's many churches, even our own diocese, your parish is streaming mass. Um, you know, uh, Father Jason Fye is streaming mass and the cathedral will be streaming mass on Sundays. Um, and those announcements will all be made through Facebook and through the websites of the different parishes and churches. So, you know, we have access to it. The hard part is, and, you know, I've, I've been hearing confessions um, through all of this, and I think the hard part for people is that they're the misunderstanding of the Eucharist. Um, you know, the only person that has to receive communion at Mass is the priest. And so I, we just have to start talking now about communion and the Eucharist. But we also need to be talking about how this is a true opportunity to enter into the desert and um, the experience of the 40 days in the wilderness. So we are entering into a time of true sanctification where we are being purged of any of our illnesses, purged of any of our sins. And this is an opportunity to enter into that purification. So, yeah, I'm noticing on the screen that the, the cursor is in the window on Skype and it is kind of driving me crazy. So... Wait, what's going on? I'm watching the live stream on the other computer, and I can see um, the cursor for your computer, really? and it's this like right, right next now? to my face there. Yeah. This? Is it touching your face? Yeah, oh, yeah. It, there you go. That's it, yours, it, I think. Oh, is that mine? That is mine. It's gone. No. Is it gone now? Yeah, that's yours. Yeah. I didn't know that would show up like that. I it. Yeah, it's delayed by a little bit. Yeah, because see, I can see the fact that it's a Skype window, and it's it says my name and all the different, the heart there that's beating. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we're, um, we're, technical we're, difficulties. Yeah, welcome hey, this is my to first the time technical doing this. world. <laughs> hey, no, you did a good job. You did a good job setting it up. No, this is great. Yeah, so one of our uh, live viewers right now, he says, uh, it's Alex uh, Hilton, and he says, great opportunity to increase in all of our prayer lives and reorient on what is truly important. That's absolutely true. 100%. Um, you know, yeah. we need to start paying attention to it. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, you could do two things. Um, you could do what my wife and I have been doing and clinging to our cell phones, looking for the latest updates of what's going on, or we could put our cell phones down and literally turn around in, uh, in our living room and go right to our little home altar and do some praying. And, um, uh, that's what at the point where I need to get to, because this is driving me nuts checking. I mean, it's just, yeah, uh, both of us are like just clinging to our phones and it's just like, all right, this needs to get put away. It's part of the stress here. Yeah, and and when we focus solely on our phones and on the news, all that's doing is the fear mongering. All that's doing is uh, facilitating the fear that people have. Yes, and what we should be doing is walking away, stepping away from that fear. And you know, we are people of faith. We are people that know our salvation, and our salvation lies in Jesus Christ and what He did for us, and that was His suffering, death, and resurrection. And so, um, you know. The only thing that we need to fear is our eternal salvation. And so uh, this is a great opportunity, as Alex very uh, keenly said, that we need to reorient ourselves back onto the cross 
So Lent just started a little late for us this year. And this time Lent is going to be something that is very, very difficult. We can't gather in our churches for Eucharistic uh, for Mass. We can't gather in our churches for the Stations of the Cross. We can't gather for the Rosary. We can't gather for any of these things. But what we can do is we can still pray because we don't have to be in church to pray. That's right. And so, um, you know, so it's it's very, very important that we continue to um, – uh, you know, seek other ways out to encounter Christ. Um, real quick for all of our listeners that are listening live right now, this is kind of just a low key episode. Uh, just kind of talking about the current events going on. But if you have any questions or comments that you'd like to, to put in the chat, go ahead and we will, uh, read them off. So, uh, one thing, Father Andy, that I do want to talk about, and I, if you could explain, please, is I hear, okay, all these other churches, Protestant churches mainly, have canceled their services. Why haven't we, even though they're not public, why haven't we canceled Mass? Well, uh, the Mass, um, first off, it doesn't need a congregation for it to happen. Um, often on my day off, I still celebrate Mass. I mean, not often. Every day I celebrate Mass, whether I have a public Mass or not. Um, so, you know, that's something that is a part of our church's faith. And the Mass is, you know, it's the most important part of our worship. It needs to continue to happen every day. There's only one day here Mass never happens, and that's Good Friday. Uh, and, you know, technically, uh, Holy Saturday being that Friday into Saturday, and then Saturday night, at sunset starts the Sunday celebration. So for two days a year, we don't have the mass. Um, the only cel- a sacrament that can be celebrated any day of the year is the sacrament of reconciliation and anointing of the sick. So with that being said, you know, we will always have the mass. It will always be, um, there. It will always happen. Um, but you know, as you rightly pointed out, it's just not, a public celebration right now. So you don't, we don't have uh, the doors open to the church for the, the people to participate. And the main reason for that is, um, because we have to, uh, follow the CDC and all the rulings. And the ruling is right now that we need to try not to gather because we're trying to curb the, the, um, you know, uh, what is it? The peak they're, they're saying, sorry, they're you heard that anybody yeah, trying to flatten flattening the curve. the curve. That's it. So, you know, we're trying to minimize how many people, because you know what, it, it better to hit it hard now and prevent this from lasting for a few more months or possibly a few more years, you know, and uh, prevent less people from dying and getting sick. And as Bishop Persico very rightly said, this is truly a pro-life if issue. You know, this is not something that we can uh, ignore and say, well, you know, we, we have to do this. No, no, no. We got to pay attention to the all pro-life issues. And that happens to be one of them. Absolutely. Well said. Um, so what are some of the other challenges that you're seeing uh, your parishioners facing right now? Um, I mean, obviously you must have, uh, some elderly parishioners. Uh, I'm sure you have some sick parishioners. Um, you know, what are you, uh, what, what are you seeing and how are they reacting? Uh, I'm sure you haven't been able to go visit these people. Um, right. But what are you hearing? Well, um, 
so you know I was out of the country. I was in Israel two weeks ago. So I haven't had much of contact with people as things have, um, you know, started to uh, – it really hit big when I was away. It really hit big because that's when we uh, – that's when the uh, diocese came down with the ruling of no more communion um, uh, in the – uh, precious blood. You can only receive communion under the species of the Eucharist in the um, uh, post. So, you know, that's really when that hit big, right when I was headed over to Israel and spent the time in Israel. So that's really what we've been noticing. Um, when it comes to dealing with the sick in our parish, they're very understanding. And a lot of them, um, that are on our first Friday calls don't want us coming because they're elderly. And, you know, they said for your health and for my health, please don't come. And, um, now there are some people that really want it, but, um, you know, we, we are setting up different ways to deal with it, but we have to be very careful. You know, we don't want to take anybody's life at risk right now. So we have to be careful. So I haven't had too much interaction. I've had uh, a few situations where uh, one or two people have contacted me over the situation um, directly. But for the most part, uh, it's been pretty understanding. Good. So tell us a little bit about – you just got back from Israel last week. And yeah, so it was a week – oh, hmm, when was it? It was a week – ago this past Sunday. Right. Okay. And this was all just starting to become a thing over here while you were still over in Israel. Uh, yeah. How was it over there? Because it sounded like whenever you came over and called me or I called you, you were like, what in the world is going on? Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is all crazy. Uh, yeah. So th- there must have been really no concern over there at the, at, when you were there, was there? It, it didn't hit big. Um, so they started closing down cities uh, throughout the world. And when we were there, it seems like we were a day or two days ahead of the virus. So when we when they shut down Bethlehem, it was the day after we had gone to visit Bethlehem. And when they shut down other cities in the, uh, Jerusalem or outside of Jerusalem, uh, when they started shutting down um all the different places in Israel, uh, it was always like a day or two after we had already gone to visit that location. So by having that experience, uh, you know, we were blessed in that sense. The interesting part was, is we were supposed to on our uh, itinerary, we had it scheduled that we would meet with the patriarch, who is the archbishop of uh, Israel, uh, of all the Holy Land. So we were supposed to meet with the patriarch. And he actually couldn't meet with us, and he had to send the auxiliary, or not the auxiliary, the um, uh, senior bishop who was retired to come meet with us because he was under quarantine because he had just come back from Italy three days prior. Uh, so we had that, you know, we have that situation. So that kind of messed up a little bit of our trip, not by much, because um, the bishop that we saw was the same bishop I got to see two years ago when I went, and he's a very lovely man. Um, but the fun is that, you know, that kind of changed our trip and then they started canceling things. And, uh, we noticed as we were leaving more and more things were being canceled, more and more things were being, um, changed within the parts of 
Israel. So, it's, you know, at least it sounds like you were able to enjoy your time over there. And it's not like when you got over there, everything was canceled on you. So, well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. So what was your, what was your top highlight? And we're going to have, eventually we're going to have an episode on your whole trip and we're going to try to put in some video and pictures and, and things like that. But, uh, just, yeah, real quick, how, how, how did it go? Well, uh, there were different opportunities, um, throughout the entire trip. Being that I have been to Israel once before, um, with the same group that I went with this time, um, it was kind of like a rehashing of certain things, which was good because then I had a better understanding of what I was looking at, better understanding of where I was at. Um, and so one of the things that, uh, I had the opportunity to do was celebrate, well, can celebrate, but maybe one of the three main celebrants at mass in the Holy Sepulcher in the tomb where Christ was, um, buried and rose from. So oh, cool. that was, uh, a fun well, fun. I mean, it was it was a, an interesting experience. Fun doesn't really describe it well enough. It's it was truly something that kind of surprised me. Um, so it was very interesting to say the least. Uh, you know, it was completely in Latin, and I think it was uh, you know one of the most beautiful things that you know I had the opportunity to experience. Um, you know, a lot of people said, well, I didn't know what was being said, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It's the, it's the mass and it's really not that hard to figure out the mass. Exactly. So it was, it was a wonderful experience. Our group met up with, um, a group out of Notre Dame. Um, and there were two Notre Dame priests there. So, uh, of course they don't remember the order off the top of my head right now, but, uh, so we had two priests from the, uh, the college, Notre Dame College, were there, and uh, I got an opportunity to chat with them. Very nice gentlemen. Um, and then our group had the opportunity to go into the sepulcher. So if you've never been to Israel and you ever get the opportunity to go, I definitely encourage it. But the um, the Holy Sepulcher is, like I said, it's the tomb where Christ was buried. And so the slab that... Um, Christ was buried on right above it is an altar. So that's where the mass was celebrated at the liturgy. Of the Eucharist was celebrated right on top of that liturgy of the word was celebrated outside of the um, tomb so that the rest of the congregants could participate in that because it's very small. And then the three priests, the three of us uh, or four of us, because there was a celebrant from the Franciscan priest there and, um, we were able to go into the actual sepulcher uh, to celebrate the liturgy, the Eucharist. Um, so when once the group was once the mass was done, our group was able to go inside and be in there for a few moments within this tomb. But the problem is, uh, the Holy Sepulcher isn't just owned by the Catholic Church. Uh, ownership of the Holy Sepulcher is shared between the Catholics, the Orthodox, and the Armenians. And um, they are the only three that have access into the sepulcher during the day to celebrate, to do their liturgies. Okay. So it's, it's, um, it's an interesting thing, and we'll get into it more later when we actually have a, a few episodes on the, whole, the trip to Israel. But it was kind of um, – we were – at that moment, our mass was one of the last masses that would happen there for the day. And then we come to find out, you know – it's probably one of the last masses that has happened there since because they closed down the sepulcher uh, during this uh, 
fear, this widespread fear. Wow. Well, so. I'm, I'm glad you got a chance to at least have a good time over there. And, uh, it wasn't all, everything wasn't canceled and it was a waste of time. Uh, real quick, let's go through, uh, some of the comments that we have. Um, yeah. hi Kelsey. Uh, good. Uh, glad you're watching. It's haven't seen you in a while. I'm hoping that, uh, uh, you're doing well with your social distancing at home. Uh, <laughs> I know that, uh, uh, it's not going to be easy at least after a couple of couple of weeks or at least after a week, it's going to be tough for some people here. I know if I had to be home, uh, you know, I, I don't know how my wife does it. She's at home all the time. <laughs> I can't do it. I just can't do it. Uh, it looks like, uh, I, I did make a mistake when I said Protestants are canceling worship services. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they still are having them. So I apologize for that and I stand corrected. And, uh, there are, there are many though that have canceled. Um, for instance, um, grace, is completely canceled. Uh, the Grace Protestant Church um, and a lot of other churches are just are canceling because they can't do it, especially small groups, small churches, because there is not enough um, money and the, most of their congregation is not able to do those kinds of things. But then you have the mega churches that are able to and continue to do uh, their worship uh, live streamed. And as we see Evan, good to see you, Evan. Good to hear from you again. Uh, he just informed us that he finished Compline with some fellow Catholics on Facebook live. So once again, you know, we're, we are using the new media, which is, as you and I both know, one of the main reasons why we started this podcast, we're using this new media to be able to, um, continue to further the Catholic faith. And who would have thought that when we started this podcast, that this would be one of the major things we end up having to do because we have to, you know, continue on the faith. Yeah. I, evangelization in the 21st century. And just because there's a plague going on, we can still reach everybody, which is kind of cool because 10 years ago, or maybe even just, uh, even sooner than that, we, you know, this wouldn't be possible. So no, this is good. And, um, this is also a good time, I think for, uh, parishes to evaluate their websites and their social media presence and, um, and, and how they go about evangelizing online using 21st century methods. Um, you know, we talked about in our, um, uh, in our, one our second episode, I think it was for evangelization in 21st century on how a lot of parishes have terrible outdated websites. Um, now's a good time to start looking at, uh, uh, making those a little bit easier to get onto, um, social media presence. I'm noticing, uh, some churches in Erie are starting to really get at it in the last couple of weeks here. And I hope they keep it up, uh, after this is all said and done. Yeah, it's important, uh, you know, someone who's a techie, someone who's a geek that I gratefully accept that title of geek, um, you know, it's something that I think we need to continue to do, continue to work on. And the IT department, IT industry is one that is often forgotten about and poo-pooed and um, can sometimes feel uh, unappreciate, uh, unappreciated, especially during this insanity right now, IT people all over the world are dealing with more and more people wanting to work from home Mm -hmm. and schools needing to be able to communicate with their students um, and their employees and everybody in this world. Now, all of a sudden, whose most important job is is the IT field? Absolutely. uh, One of my, a few of my friends from uh, Europe, 
specifically in England and Wales, we were chatting about this and the fact that everybody really is working on trying to go um, remote. So it's it's become an extremely important thing. Yeah, uh, just just at work, uh, we're looking. Just we had a meeting with the managers last week on like, hey, if we have to get people to work from home, how are we going to do it? Well, we can take our our phones or POE. We could take them, literally plug them in at, at home. Uh, but then it was like, okay, we need not everyone has POE, so we're going to have to get uh, POE injectors. We we'll have to order some. So we go. So we go for the non techies, POE means power oh, over yeah. Ethernet, and hey. Ethernet is the cable that you have the internet. So just to help. <laughs> Uh, I guess, yeah, frame of reference is important here. Uh, but we go to order them online and they're like sold out. We were able to get a couple of them, but all of a sudden everybody wants them because everyone's going to work from home now in the United States. It seems like. Yeah. That can. Well, and by the way, you know, that downstairs, that, that, um, switch that I put in for your wireless internet, that's a POE switch. So you're set. You're good to go. Oh, I can't work from home anyway. I work on a production. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. Well, don't give it away, though. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Absolutely not. So you got anything else, Father Andy? Not too much on that topic. Not too much on IT. But, you know, it's uh, it, this is extremely important that we start to um, pay attention to uh, our social media presence and our social media outreach because, uh, as we have talked um we don't know how long this is going to go on for. You know, when when the bishop said that he is suspending mass indefinitely, that doesn't mean forever, but that means without any sort of deadline, without any sort of right, end in sight. Notice. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know when this is going to end. We pray, I pray that it's soon. But from the way things are moving, we just don't know. So we need to start taking some sort of opportunity to look at how we are evangelizing. You know, I said, I'm kind of out of a job, which is accurate. I'm out of a job. I, you know, what is my job? I celebrate mass. I um, am here to be the minister of the sacraments. And when we can't gather together, I can't, minister most of the sacraments. You know, Holy Week is essentially non-existent this year. The bishop has canceled how we're going to do the um, chrism mass. So there's no public chrism mass and there's no chrism mass for the priests. That's kind of important. You know, the chrism Mm -hmm. mass is where all the oils for the year are blessed and uh, consecrated. And, you know, I can't I cannot bless the um, chrism, the the wonderful smelling oil. I can take regular olive oil and bless that for use with anointing of the sick, so we never run out of that. But if we don't get the chrism, we we can't do baptisms. Um, you know, you can't do confirmations. Uh, you can't anoint altars. You can't anoint churches. Um, so it becomes a problem. So the way they're going to, they're working out a different way to do it, which is kind of sad that we have to go about doing that. So no chrism mass, no mass of the Lord's Supper public. You know, obviously I'm going to still celebrate the mass of the Lord's Supper on Holy Thursday. Good Friday service, no Good Friday service public. Uh, Once again, I'm going to be celebrating it, but I, I can't invite the public. And then we just got a notice today, no Easter vigil. 
No sacraments of initiation at Easter Vigil. Wow. Those are being postponed until um, uh, uh, Pentecost this year. So that completely changes that. And there's something – when you have the opportunity to have people that are brought into the church at the Easter Vigil, if you've never been to the Easter Vigil, I really encourage you the next time you can next year, go because it's an amazing celebration. But not this year. And you know, one of the most beautiful times of the year with the Triduum is no more this year. It's not happening. So it's kind of – we're feeling it too. The priests are feeling it too. We don't have a congregation to preach to. We don't have a congregation to pray with. We have a congregation to pray for, but we can't gather to pray with them. And so utilizing methods like this where we can live stream, we have an opportunity where I can pray for but still not pray with. You know, you can respond. There's people chatting in our in the uh, chat off to the side, but there's no way for your voice to be participating in this prayer. So it's kind of – there's still something missing. There's still something missing, right. and it's difficult. I think it's difficult for everybody. So, you know, don't I, – I don't think anybody that's listening to this is, is going to be act, acting this way or feeling bad this way. You know, your priest, yes, he can receive the Eucharist and he can celebrate the Mass, but we're missing you. We're missing you and we're missing our communities. So don't feel that, you know, you're you're being hurt by this in any way greater than anybody else. This is hurting all of us. It's hurting all of us and it's something that we need to pray for. We need to pray that this would end and end quickly. Whether it whether it is something that is true medical necessity or if it's just because the world is overreacting, doesn't matter. It's now become something that is affecting all of us, and it's affecting us in ways that are ridiculous and sublime. And we need to pray that this ends. You you really hit the nail on the head there. And I think the biggest thing is uh, don't become discouraged because it's so easy to become discouraged uh, with everything that's going on. Um, and the hard part is if you have to go talk to somebody, it can be hard to go talk to somebody. So. Uh, you may have to call them on the phone. You may have to Skype or FaceTime or whatever it may be. Uh, but, you know, don't become a recluse and, um, you know, just sit in your house and not um, engage with people. You know, there's there's ways to do it like we're trying to do here. And I'm hoping we can do this more frequently as the weeks go on uh, of having uh, a live stream at least maybe once a week. Um, you know, we may at some point have more time to do that. Uh, cause as our schedules seem to free up here, um, but you know, keep trying to, uh, to seek out, uh, co- Catholic content online and don't stop praying. You can always do that at your house. You don't have to go to the church to pray. Um, so, and, and get off your cell phone. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I'm glued to my cell phone on all the, all the latest updates on who, you know, Erie just got their first case today. So, um, it's, it's hard. So put the cell phone down and, and go pray. Yeah. And, you know, so Evan Neely just asked, is there a way that the the lady can truly enter into the Triduum without being able to participate in the Mass? Well, first off, um, I'm going to almost guarantee that you'll be able to find somewhere online that you can participate in the Triduum services, the specifically the Mass of the Lord's Supper, the Good Friday liturgies, and then at some point an Easter Sunday Mass. So the first thing I want to say is don't forget, 
the bishop has dispensed the laity to their Sunday mass obligation. In addition to, he has dis, uh, you know stopped all public liturgies. But that doesn't mean that we still don't have a Sunday obligation. So we still need to do something for Sundays. Sundays are still set aside for the Lord. They're still set aside for our faith. They're still set aside for prayer. So we need to take a step and uh, pay attention to our prayer lives. It means that we're going to have to do this and we're going to have to be very um, deliberate about it. You know, more so than just going to mass and sitting there and then leaving, you're going to actually have to take the time out of your day and take a step out of your way to be able to do this. So it yes. means looking up the masses online, uh, finding a mass that you can watch. Um, it means going to the USCCB and getting the readings and reading them yourself and spending some time in prayer. Um, is there uh, going to be... Uh, you know, you, you're going to have to find ways to um, find other devotionals. You know, the diocese is putting things out. All dioceses at this point are putting things out to help with that. Uh, I believe, um, I don't have the link right now, but I'm fairly certain that I read online that um, Magnificat, which puts out a little booklet for the Mass, is free right now online for everyone so that they can have some sort of help with this. Uh, the biggest difficulty is going to be, um, you know, if you, if it's only online, those who don't have access to it. But like I said before, many people have access to it now. Father, um, if you, there's other if you great, can find that, could you share that? Yeah, well, well, if anybody finds it, do me a favor. Alex, yeah, Evan, I know you guys know it. Go find that link. Um, share it in the chat. Uh, but the point is, is that, you know, that is that I have uh, seen that. Um, there's always, if you have an iPhone or an Android device, there's an app called um, Laudato, uh, right? Is that right? Because you use I that. Believe. Yeah, I use that all the yeah. time. Love Another it. one is iBrevery. So, you know, oh, it wants to me to donate, you know? I Come on. It's always, always updating. Donate. You know, every time you open the app, it wants to update. <laughs> so um, iBrevery, you know, that's an yeah. option. I'll leave it up there so you can find it and read it. You know, so this has access to the liturgy of the hours. This has access to uh, the readings for mass. This has access to all the different things. So, you know, that's one option. Laudate. Yeah, there you go. So there's another one. Uh, thank you, Evan, for correcting me on that because I always I don't use that one. I use iBrevery for other things. Magnificat online. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, Alex. So we have that. Wonderful. So that's now free. Um, so there's some different resources. So, but specifically the Triduum, well, there is so much beauty in the different liturgies. Uh, go to the USCCB's website. They have all the different liturgy things available for us um, there for the Triduum. I encourage people that even if you um, don't normally go to it this year in a special way on Holy Thursday, Pay attention to that. You know, read the gospel reading where we have um, where you have the uh, uh, the foot washing. Read the gospel about the institution of the Eucharist. Read in there the um, the story of Christ going into the Garden of Gethsemane, and where he is in Gethsemane becomes so distraught that he literally starts to sweat blood. You know. 
I'm sure for a fact that Father Larry Richards will probably be streaming his um, Passion Talk, which he normally does on Wednesday of Holy Week. Watch that. I mean, it, it's it's different when you're there in person, but it's still an amazing talk that he gives. So that's another opportunity, another option for you to be able to uh, enter into the time of the Triduum. Um, and then finally, on Easter, you know, I I encourage you to still, at some way, celebrate Easter. Get flowers. You know, if you can find some way to get flowers in your house, fill your house with flowers. Make your allergies go crazy like mine always do when I'm in the sanctuary on Easter Sunday. You know, uh, make sure you have a ham or something that's good for Easter dinner. Even if it means just you and a small group of your friends or family, and obviously they want to keep it small. But if you're not sick, you know, get together and celebrate. And even if you can't do it together, if you can do it online like this, you know, it's finding a way so that you can celebrate that Christ is alive. And here's the thing, you know, we go through uh, Lent every year. We go through this time where we, um, you know, deny ourselves of a good so that we can have some sort of experience of the penance. But remember, Christ is alive. He's alive and he's here with us, even in the moments when we find ourselves struggling, even in the moments when we find ourselves, um, you know, suffering, he is still here. And so we need to uh, live that out every day. Absolutely. And uh, one thing uh, you mentioned that, uh, we know, we still have a Sunday obligation and um, Father John Dedish from St. Jude's Parish in Erie uh, had posted a video yesterday um, on some tips on how, uh, to go about that. And, you know, they have, uh, a, they live stream masses and we're, I'm going to try to share those, uh, as, as they come along. Uh, but he, he mentioned that, you know, if you don't have a home altar or at least a small little room or corner or something that you can maybe hang a crucifix, light a couple of candles and it just, you know, it's just a space that you can get away from, um, you know, the couch or whatever it is, the TV and really separate yourself from all the distractions so that you can sit down and pray and have your iPad that's streaming the mass and set it right there. That way you can be a part of the, you, you feel more a part of the mass than you're just sitting on a recliner, uh, watching it. So that's kind of, all yeah, I have on. the liturgy isn't just um, some words right. and it's not just a, a, uh, aerobics for the priest. It's meant for our entire body. It's in, it's meant for our entire self. So if all we're doing is, um, you know, sitting there and passively participating, that's not what anybody has ever been asked to do. Well, you know, the, we are calling our people to full active participation. And so now you can't be in a church to do it, but that doesn't mean you are, uh, a passive participant. You can right. still be an active participant. Yeah, don't don't sit eating your Cheetos that you hoarded, you know, and, and just watching. You know, kneel when you're supposed to kneel. Stand when you when you should stand. Um, you know, do you know? Say the Our Father whenever it's time to say it. Um, yeah, say the responses. It doesn't matter. Even if you know you're the only one in the house saying it, say the responses because you know. Uh, I, it's really awkward. I get it, but it, just think about it when I have to say the Lord be with you, and I don't have someone responding back with and with your spirit. I have to say and with my spirit or and with your spirit. It's just it's it's very strange. Mm -hmm. So you're not alone in doing it. Yeah. So uh, there was another question about is, uh, Father, is your parish going to be? Uh, yeah, I saw that. I I don't honestly have an answer for that. Okay. All right. Um, 
Well, what else you got? Anyone have anything else? It's good to see there's a bunch of uh, people that have joined us. Uh, Thank you for joining us at Hello Deacon Todd, as I literally see you join right this second. Um, You know, there's different people from both of our lives joining us, and actually, it's it's basically everybody that uh, we're friends with. Um, so, you know, I'm glad to see that our friends are here joining us, listening to us ramble about absolutely nothing. Uh, do us a favor, <laughs> share this to your page, yes, share this please. to your uh, Facebook profile, and um, you know, we are always willing to put this out. Yes, we only have nine people watching right now, but you never know. Tomorrow, I think maybe two. Did we make it to 12 at one point? I think we made it to 12 at one point. So by the end of this whole ordeal, I'm hoping maybe we'll reach like 20 people uh, if we do this at least once a week. And if there's a lot of interest, we can do this more than once a week, especially if uh, our schedules. Depend- kind of yeah, depending on schedules. You know, I'm, I'm watching um, as Facebook just continues to tick its little notifications, you know, all the different people as they... Um, are responding and things like that. So well, this but, is a lot you know, of fun because normally it's just us two talking and there's no, uh, no one else is contributing. This, this has actually been a lot of fun. Uh, we got to do this a lot more for sure. Yeah. So, and, and that's the biggest thing is that, uh, right now we have the time to do this and, um, you know, we will continue to try to do this. Uh, the biggest thing is, is that when we get back into what might be normal at some point, um, you know, we hope that you join us, during that and we'll try to see times that we can do this. It just happened that today being Wednesday was the best time for the both of us to get together to uh, do something like this when our episodes normally go live on Wednesday. So right. and, uh, at and, some and, point and it did. we had one on vocations that came out today. So if you haven't listened to that, go check that out. And then if you, you know, need to, uh, need to pass the time while you're sitting at home, uh, we have probably what, 13 or 14, maybe even more. I think, episodes. I think we're at 19 right now. Oh, wow. That many. Jeez. The time yeah. flies. Yeah. 19. And so for 19 weeks now we've been gathering together and sitting, whether it's been in your basement or in my former office in the front of the house. Um, I've, I've converted that to be for other uses now, but, oh. um, so, you know, it's, we've gathered to do this, uh, and we never, I'd never thought that we would have come to the day where, you know, I'm only a few miles away from you, but I'm sitting in my parents' house in the upper, their upper room of their house, uh, Skyping you, you know? So this is not something that we like to do, but honestly, we're grateful that you have joined us here tonight. So, uh, hopefully you can continue to help us spread this news. And, uh, you know, we all still have that responsibility to spread the good news. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, do you have any, uh, you want to give us a blessing, Father Andy? Sure. Uh, the, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. All right. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up here, and I'm going to strip the audio eventually in the next uh, day or two, and then we'll get that uploaded to the podcast, like iTunes and stuff like that. And then... Uh, I'm going to hope to get this video on YouTube as well because I've been slacking on YouTube because uh, we went pretty hard originally on different camera angles and things like that. <laughs> and wow, that takes hours and hours to edit. Uh, so I'm trying to uh, streamline that when we got some webcams and uh, I think using this uh, this OBS software here is going to be the uh, the way to go. 
so I can so. easily get this up to YouTube. So, all right, we're going to end it here. And, uh, and we will talk to you all soon. We will. So peace. God bless everybody. is killing me that's pretty cool we had a lot of people yeah and well always minus one because there was me uh so the only way i could see it was by going on myself no that was pretty cool your live video has ended the video will be posted soon on encounter mercy this may take up to a few minutes rate the quality of the broadcast i thought it was pretty good yeah no it shouldn't take long especially because um it wasn't super high video. We'll have to, I think I want to um, try some things once I get my computer. I'm going to have to drive back down to Meadville tomorrow and get my computer because um, I think I'm going to be moving it up here for a while because I don't foresee me being in Meadville for much anytime soon. Yeah, it's a bummer what's going on there. So, but what I, I was uh, thinking is, is setting up um, OBS so that it, it captures um uh, Skype a little better so it doesn't show all the different things on it. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to figure out how to do that, but I, yeah, I just have no idea. No worries. What I'm going to suggest is you all team viewer on the computer and then oh, okay. not now uh, you can do it later and then I can log in and try to set some things up. But then, um, also I would suggest that, uh, just, I don't remember the password and I don't want it right now because I won't, I'm not, I don't want to write it down. Just send me that so that way when you do get TeamViewer installed, I can get in there. I'll send you all of the information so you can associate it with my account so I have ease of access to it.